Welcome back to the Wizards of Econ podcast. This is episode number 246. My name is Carlos Alvarez and I'll be your host for the show. On today's episode, I have first time guest, Nate Ginsberg, serial entrepreneur, yogi, ex-Amazon seller and the CEO of Centurica. Welcome to the show, Nate. Thanks for having me. Glad to be here. That is a mouthful, man. I, I, <laughs> I, I, I follow you religiously online. Um, you are, you're one of my favorite writers, actually. I don't even, I, I don't, I, I'm kind of calling you a writer. I don't know if you call yourself a writer. If, if, if you write, you're a writer, right? Okay. So, uh... <laughs> but, but you write some, like when I see a post, like that notification, like you wrote something and you posted it, I, I jump over and look at it. I'm trying to remember the name of something like the only other person I do this with on, on social media. He, he runs an agency called uh savage marketer. Huh. Um, I, I don't know. But but writes the same stuff. It's it's really thought provoking and all that. There, um, another thing that's super impressive. Um, besides what I just read, CEO of Centurica, ex Amazon seller. By the way, you exited. Um, and Yogi, something impressive to me is I think every time I pop into social media too, you've just crushed it on like a bike ride or some other like pushing limits physical activity. Um, these are things that I have failed at like miserably in, in my journey and uh, writing something I, I've always been passionate about, but sometimes seeing your stuff, it's like expiring and at the same time demoralizing. Cause it's like, I'm not writing something unless it's like that quality. I'm not publishing it. Right. In, in all of this, you maintain your writing, which I don't think is a quick process. Um, you're, in like peak health. I think the last time we were next to each other, I was like, this guy about to do bodybuilding or something. You were like shredded. Um, you're always smiling. You got the, you're a yogi, which seems to me to mean very centered. Um, I want, I, I would like to unpack how, uh, and I know this is something that the majority of the listeners of the show um, are, are having, are currently having major issues with. Um, I also know that when I, not, not at your level, when I do get something consistent going with, you know, checking mental health, my physical, um, but like hacks, I just perform a lot better in, in my business. So like, I, I want to, I want to unpack this with you and understand, oh, the retreat, you did a freaking retreat. It was it Peru? Correct. Am I getting that right? Like I was, I had so much FOMO. It, it was um, in Peru. Uh, we're doing another one in June in Mexico, which will be way easier to get to that uh, you're, you're invited. But yes, did a retreat in Peru. Where in Mexico? Uh, it's going to be um, like, I think like an, it's like an hour outside of Cabo. But uh, I'll tell you, one of the biggest learnings from that first retreat. Uh, I, yeah, uh, ease of access is a really... <laughs> you know, important piece in being able to get people to show up. And uh, I didn't appreciate how difficult uh, getting to Sacred Valley in Peru is or was. Fortunately, it all came together. We had an amazing group, but yeah, big learning. And for the next one is like, yeah, Cabo is way easy to get to, uh, which, uh, well, one of the improvements on this next round, but the first one is great as well. In your definition, like what is a retreat? Like what's the difference between a retreat, a trade show, a mastermind and a conference? Sure. Yeah. I guess like, uh, you know, well, first I'll say, uh, man, uh, just thank you for the kind words and, uh, yeah, you know, everything you're saying, you know, in the intro, um, 
you know, a lot of this stuff, it's, you know, happy to dive into all of this. I mean, it's, it's areas that I think are, I mean, I'm very, you know, uh, passionate and, and committed to personally, as well as I just think are important for, you know, for all of us and living a good life and, you know, balance. And I love business and uh, entrepreneurship and that's super important, but also, yeah, balance and these other areas is, is also important. And um, so, yeah, just, you know, thank you for the super kind words. Uh, and I'll say, you know, likewise, I mean, uh, while, you know, we all have our areas and uh, you've certainly accomplished a lot in other areas that I haven't and really admire and look up to. And so, so yeah, just glad to be here and, and appreciate the kind words. Um, with the retreat, yeah, kind of the vision was a kind of like a, a, a yoga wellness retreat for entrepreneurs with like adventure psychedelics thrown into it. <laughs> and so, yeah, the, the idea was really to just kind of create my ideal itinerary for, you know, I think it was a five day, five full days. It was like, all right, like, I just want to design the best experience that I could imagine for myself personally. And thinking that, oh, like if, if I thought it'd be really fun, then, you know, some of my friends would also enjoy that experience. And so that was sort of the, the, you know, the genesis of the idea. And, and yeah, I mean, this is like, so, so retreat. So it's more, I mean, it was, you know, the tree, it, it pulled a lot of elements of, of, of different things because, so it was, you know, it was for entrepreneurs. I mean, everyone was there. Every, yeah, pretty much everyone, everyone there, like, you know, had their own business or was very like, you know, at the very least like entrepreneurially, you know, minded. And so, yeah, there was different, you know, business sort of opportunities and stuff. The, the, the content though was more, so it was like the group was entrepreneurs, but the, the content in program, it wasn't like, you know, there were talks, but it was more on, you know, wellness, mindfulness, um, you know, some kind of alternative, uh, not like business talks, uh, but it was business people. And, um, and yeah, you know, a lot of like health focused adventure. Uh, so that was kind of the, the retreat. Psychedelics. And we don't have to answer this. Like if, <laughs> if it's something you don't want to talk about, but like um, I've, I do like microdosing and, 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 and a lot of different things. I think it's absolutely amazing. Um, Peru, like we're talking about ayahuasca. Am I saying that right? So, so yeah, in Peru, there, there is a lot of, um, you know, these kind of, uh, plant medicine retreats, uh, on, on our retreat, uh, we, we did San Pedro, which, um, if you're in Peru, these are like, it's very accessible. I mean, you go to, it's almost like, you know, you're at the, like walking around a market in, uh, in Cusco and like, there's just vendors trying to like, you know, it's like, oh, like do come do a, you know, do a San Pedro experience, you know, with this. And, and, you know, it's a little, it's like, it's a little bit much. I mean, ours. So I have uh, two, two partners on the retreat that run um, a yoga studio in Mexico city, which was, I met them there. And then we kind of birthed this idea together and they've done retreats. So they were, um, I mean, they're, they're, they're both amazing and, um, you know, handled a lot of the like logistics side of it and organizing, which was great. Cause that's not my thing, but but yeah, but like there was a lot of, um, you know, intention and, and, you know, like they, they did their, you know, research in terms of like getting a right shaman to come to our group and, you know, perform the ceremony, you know, with us. So it wasn't just like some rant, you know, there's, 
yeah, I mean, when you're doing something like that, I think the, you know, set and setting and intention is all, um, you know, a huge Heck part of yeah. the experience. And so, so yeah, so in Peru, I mean, that's like, it's like very available, like ridiculously kind of in your face available. Um, and, and yeah, you know, we, we had like, a I don't know, the, the people that, you know, uh, facilitated for us were, they were great. Um, so yeah, it was a, a really cool experience. I legitimately had huge FOMO. I didn't know when we were recording this, that there was another one in Mexico. So like, I, I'm going to, I am going to get with you hey, on that. All right. Um, I, I have to say that if like, for example, the Amazon selling for a second, like, let me tell this little story to see if this can make sense. Otherwise I feel like I'm going to blurt something out. that makes no sense to anyone. So I really stopped prioritizing Amazon conferences or a while back. Um, I always have stuff to learn and Amazon changes all the time. Like I'm not trying to imply I'm a know it all. Uh, but I find that I move the needle more in my Amazon and other businesses by attending other non-Amazon related stuff. You just remove that word and insert Amazon and you have this thing that's mm -hmm. like, it's marketing 101, but everyone starts calling you early adopter, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but I, I feel I feel like I'm at a stage in my life and in my businesses now where a retreat like what you described would be the thing that would move the needle most in my business. Like, um, so I'm... I really want to go. Um, hey. I don't know if it's in, I don't know if it's invite only, but I know a few other people that are like of the mindset that I am right now that hey. would probably want to get involved in this. Well, I would say, I mean, spots are limited. We all, I think we have room for around 20 people. Um, but you're invited would definitely, uh, you know, very happily consider any, any recommendations of, you know, friends that you have that you think would, uh, you know, be, uh, you know, good to have this experience with, because really, I mean, it's all about the the people and, and yeah, and the last time was, um, yeah, I mean, we had, a, we had an incredible group of people. There was a, a, a good chunk of uh, Amazon sellers. Uh, so a Amy Weiss, who um, I think, you know, uh, so yeah. Yeah. Amy, uh, Amy and um, yeah, as well as, um, you know, a, there was like a, yeah, a handful of other like FBA e-com people as well as other you know, types of businesses, but, but yeah, to your point, I mean, people really, I mean, it was, it was an amazing experience and, and, and kind of like what you were getting at, uh, or mentioning a little bit at the beginning, you know, I've personally gone, gone pretty deep into, you know, mindfulness, health, wellness, um, you know, a lot like, yeah, that's been a big, you know, priority and focus, uh, for me and, and yeah, gone, gone pretty deep into a lot of these, these topics and, and yeah, like, a lot of other people haven't gone as deep. <laughs> and so, you know, kind of creating a container where, and look, everyone has their own um, experience and, you know, interest and in what they've gone deep in. And so, and yeah, but like having a container where it's, it's, you know, it's entrepreneurs. So it's, there is that kind of business vibe and, and there were definitely, you know, different kind of connections and opportunities from people that met that, you know, explored or collaborated on things or, you know, helped kind of like, like business wise, but but yeah, um, also some people had some really big, you know, positive, you know, impacts uh, on like the the wellness mindset, uh, yeah, uh, mindfulness side of things, which which was really cool to see. What, like, how closely related is what we're describing, and and how deep you've gone as you described it? How how closely related do you feel that is with, or at all with your, like this you seem like you, you exercise fanatically. Um, <laughs> you also, I just get this uh, feeling that when I read what you write online, that it's almost, 
it's almost like therapeutic. Like it's almost like a thing that you do because mm. you have to do it and it helps your health. Am I, am I like totally off base here or? Uh, no, well, not, not off base. I mean, yes, uh, would not be wrong saying that I exercise fanatically. Um, and, and yeah, a lot of the stuff, I mean, so I'm, I'm the kind of person, like I'm very, uh, man, like I'm just really committed to, you know, we could even say addicted to like things that, uh, I know are good for me and kind of like help me progress in, in ways that are important. And so, um, I don't know if you're familiar, but Tony Robbins has this, uh, thing about there's six core human needs. And, um, so there's six core human needs. And one thing that he says is that if, if an activity, you know, checks the more of those needs that a certain activity checks and like the stronger that it, you know, satisfies those needs, um, the more likely it is that you can become uh, addicted and addicted is, you know, not necessarily it's, it's, it's not a, I mean, it's not a good or a bad thing. It depends on what the activity is. You know, you can be um, you know, it's more like, like, is that activity long-term sustainable? Is that activity, which fills your needs, you know, long-term sustainable um, or, you know, not destructive, positive. Anyway, the, the six needs are uh, is stability variety, um, significance, uh, connection, contribution and growth. And so I've thought a lot about this and the things that I do, whether it's, you know, yoga, which I, you know, practice almost every day for man, like going on 10 years, um, you know, cycling, which I do also three or I mean, four times a week for the last few years, uh, but, you know, biking and audio booking and this, and it's like, you know, these things like uh, th they check a lot of boxes for me. So I keep doing them, you know, I get, uh, you know, um, there's, there's uh, certainty because, you know, it's an activity that I'm comfortable and I, you know, I do a lot. So there's a variety, there's an element of certainty. There's also an element of, of variety because, you know, things can kind of switch up and this and that, you know, there's, there's growth, like, you know, physically it's healthy as well as if I'm listening to audiobooks, there's a ton of growth that comes for that. Um, you know, there's like significance. I mean, it's well, it, more in a, like, you know, I've done yoga for a long time. And so going into a yoga studio, like I, uh, compared to a lot of the people there, it's, it's clear that I've been practicing for a long time. And so that kind of, you know, uh, in some ways kind of, you know, ticks on significance and, and, you know, kind of like status. And <laughs> for, for me, if somebody comes into a yoga studio and does not howl in pain, trying to do downward facing dog, I'm like, that is a, that is a long time practitioner. Yeah. Yeah. But look, but, but all these things and, and, and really, you know, I mean, um, all these things are, you know, it's a process. And like I mentioned, you know, yoga for, I mean, I got into yoga, um, you know, I think it was like actually like nine years ago or almost nine years ago. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm big on habits and kind of back to, you know, the, the human needs that if they check boxes, it becomes, you know, in, in addiction or just, or, or just a habit. And, you know, I'm, I'm pretty good with habit and routine. And, but, but the reason is because like, I I'm very motivated to keep doing things that I know are good for me and useful. And, and so all these things in deep dives, I'm, I'm very pragmatic. And so, you know, the, you talk about kind of the, the writing or the perspective or, you know, um, mindfulness or mindset, like these are all things that I've found like very, very useful for myself and tools that I've 
you know, learned about and, and utilized for myself when, you know, it's, it can be a roller coaster, you know, in there and things are good. Things are bad. You're up, you're down. I mean, you know, it's a, uh, not, not a smooth kind of straight line journey. And, and yeah, I mean, I love like personally, like learning about practices and techniques that kind of help me to be better, you know, in here, uh, you know, in my mind and, and then also sharing with others. I'm very, I'm very driven to like, yeah, I love sharing things that are good for me and useful for me with others. And so, so yeah, that's kind of where, where that all comes from. Has this, has this always been the case for you is, I mean, pre-business, uh, yeah. Um, I guess it kind of, my life changed a lot, I guess, when I first got into entrepreneurship. So the, the way back story, um, after college was teaching English, I taught English in Korea for a year, which was cool, wanted to adventure and travel. And so, you know, so I did that. And uh, on my way, on my way home, I was backpacking through Southeast Asia. I was actually in in Northern Thailand in this little town called Pai, uh, up in the mountains. It's it's beautiful. And was staying at this hostel, and I I met a guy there. This guy, this guy Andrew, who was working on his computer. He's like the first digital nomad that I ever met. And this was in 20, 2011, so a while ago, and kind of before you know it was cool working on your computer and traveling and all this kind of stuff and. And yeah, like uh, after meeting Andrew, that was a huge inflection point in my life career of just kind of like, I didn't, I didn't really have a track before. I mean, I, I wanted to do something that was, you know, fun and exciting, uh, but I, I didn't really know what. And, you know, after meeting Andrew, I got so inspired and motivated to just like go down this entrepreneurship path. And that really, you know, got me in all like, I liked books before, but yeah, then I, I really got into books and reading and I mean, it's been a progression, but, but yeah, it really started at the beginning of my entrepreneurial journey to get into the, you know, personal development. The, the first book I read actually that totally changed, but the first personal development book, I think I read this book called Mindset by I think Carol Dweck. Uh, but yeah, but that just like blew my mind that like, I don't know, I didn't, I wasn't exposed to any of that stuff before that. And I just saw so much value, you know, for myself, like practically, like it, it really, it really helped me and kind of unlocked some things. And, and yeah, I guess like I'm a, I'm a junkie for improvement. So uh, I, I think travel is like a huge thing for you too, because like what you were just telling, I love how you said, uh, I, you know, I'm, you're teaching English in, in Korea and you're like, and on the way home, and then you went to backpacking throughout Asia, I was like, well, that's not, in, we're not in Korea anymore. Right. Like you just on the way home, I thought you meant like on the way home from work, you're going to go home, you're going to cook a meal. And next thing you know, you're backpacking. That That's, that's wild. You do travel a lot though. Like, um, at one point, did you consider yourself or, or do you now a, a digital nomad? Oh man. I mean, I was so, so we, we met, um, shortly after I, I guess like moved, I mean, currently I'm in America and we met like shortly after I got back to America. Um, you know, previous to that, I was actually, I was living mostly abroad um, from like the end of 2013 for, you know, basically until we met. And it wasn't all abroad. I mean, and I wasn't like just bouncing place to place to place, but like Vietnam was home for, or home base for years. And um, and then after that, more, more Thailand, which is where I was living, uh, you know, b- before we met and, 
and so, so yeah, I mean, I, I spent a lot of time abroad. Like I love living abroad. Um, I still do. And, uh, and yeah, that's been a, you know, a huge part of my, of my journey and really the biggest thing that like, so, so I, when I moved to Vietnam, it was because of a, this entrepreneur community that I was a part of. And there was a lot of people from that community living in Ho Chi Minh city at the time. And so I kind of, you know, I, I moved to Vietnam. Um, there was this amazing community of just like expat entrepreneurs, but like very just similar minded. Um, it, it's a lot of people that like read the four hour work week and kind of, you know, one way or another, like did it. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that was like probably the next inflection point in my career around just un- the, the value of, you know, you're the average of the people you surround yourself with. And I'm, I'm naturally just a, a super curious person. And so I was just exposed to all these different entrepreneurs doing all kinds of different businesses that, you know, really like leveled me up. And that's where actually I met the first people that were doing e-com, the first people that were doing Amazon. Um, so that's how I got into selling on Amazon was because, you know, people that I met, um, actually you, you, you might know him. Do you know Ben Brandis? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. So, so Ben, um, what? I met when I was in Thailand. Yeah. And he, you know, he was the first Amazon seller that I knew. I remember when I first met Ben, this was in, again, I think 20, you know, so I met Ben the end of 2013, I think in Thailand. And, uh, you know, I was working on some business and, you know, this is when he was just getting into selling on Amazon and he was saying, you know, his, his biggest problem was staying in stock. Like I didn't, I, I didn't get it at that point. And I was like, Oh, like, why aren't you building an email list? I mean, I knew, I didn't know anything. Ben, Ben knew what he was doing. <laughs> you know, I, I didn't know anything, but, um, but yeah, then, then like a year later or something, um, you know, I mean, Ben was crushing it or really starting to take off and, uh, and yeah, like that was kind of my, you know, I was playing around with different business ideas and some, this, this, that things were okay. But when I was, yeah, I was trying to like find something that would hit and, um, yeah, you know, hugely inspired by and supported by Ben, you know, got my first Amazon products up and, you know, some of those kind of hit and took off and, and yeah, so that, that was my gateway into, into selling on Amazon. What, what was the motivation to sell on Amazon? Was it to stop teaching English or was there like a financial goal? Did you want to just travel the world? Yeah, it was. So, so uh, I wasn't teaching. So I only taught English for the year in Korea. And then after that, I kind of started on my, you know, entrepreneurial journey, tried some business models that uh, didn't really work, got into just kind of like freelancing. I was doing some, you know, PPC consulting. Uh, I had some, you know, niche websites that made a bit of money. And and so I was, uh, you know, I, I mean, I was making enough money to like support myself, you know, traveling, living in Asia, which isn't a huge, you know, isn't a huge bar, but you know, like, I, you know, I was, I was living a great life and lifestyle, you know, I had okay. I mean, you know, very moderate. Uh, income, but it was, yeah, like I was, I was like doing, doing well and having a good time, but, but I was looking for a business that I could really, I guess like grow and scale and, um, and yeah, something that I could like a business that I could build more than just, you know, freelancing or this or that. And so I tried a bunch of stuff, you know, did some drop shipping stores, you know, like learned about that, that like didn't really hit, tried some different service businesses. Um, and then yeah, launched some products on Amazon and, and, you know, when that started to, when those products kind of started to take off, it was like, all right, well, like I got to do more of this. And the, the, the Amazon model that wound up really taking off and you exit, I'm assuming that is a private label, but that was a private label business. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Private label. Um, and, uh, and yeah, that was like the, 
well, yeah, the first like business that really worked. And I mean, I learned a ton and, and a big thing that I learned and kind of looping back to some of the other things that we talked about, but uh, like, I love um, like team and remote teams and hiring and leadership. Like these are areas that I'm really, it's really, really like, you know, passionate about. Um, I mean, I love like psychology, all the, you know, mindfulness and mindset. Like I'm, I'm just really interested and driven to like, understand myself and, you know, how do I, you know, think and work and operate as well as, you know, how we think it, uh, you know, collectively and, and communicating with others and how we all can, you know, effectively, uh, you know, fit together. And, and so, um, so yeah, a lot of that just like interest. Um, yeah, like I, I, I was pretty good at, at hiring and, and team building and, and really just like enjoyed it. And so, so yeah, when I sold my Amazon business, I kept my, I mean, it was a small team, maybe, you know, six people or something, but yeah, that were running, you know, most of the business, you know, for me. And I was just kind of approving or overseeing products and, and, uh, and yeah, then after I sold that business, um, started offering services, which became my other company, Sellerplex, which, you know, started, there was a handful of people. It was basically just my team that was running my business. And I was like, oh, like, you know, just ask friends if they wanted us to manage their supply chain or help with this or that. And, and, um, and yeah, fast forward. So that other company, Sellerplex. So now there's, I think there's like close to 70 people globally. Um, and, and we do a lot. I mean, it's a really, it's a great team. Um, and, and yeah, that was sort of like leveraging my, I mean, at this point, like that team is really, I've got an amazing recruiting department that like, you know, service businesses, uh, one of the, one of the kind of realizations that I had personally, so, you know, zooming out, I think it's like our best, uh, opportunity in life is to like leverage our strengths and do the things that we're good at to, you know, solve problems for other people. And that creates value, which in turn we receive value. And so, you know, a big part of this is recognizing like what you're good at. And then like, how do you apply that to, you know, what business models is that most applicable to, and, you know, I mean, look, I, I, I did pretty well selling on Amazon and that was a great learning experience. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I thought long and hard about like, what am I actually best at? What are my best skills? And, and yeah, a lot of it's on, you know, on the recruiting side, on the hiring, on the, you know, the team leadership. And, uh, and so like that, that ability, I think solves the most problems for businesses that run on people, which is service businesses, agencies. And so, so yeah, that was like an intentional focus to, you know, on service businesses, which, you know, Sellerplex and then and now Centurica that, that run on people, because again, that's like my, you know, my, my, my business superpower is really around people getting the right people in place and finding them and, and, and supporting them. And so, uh, so yeah, you know, that, like that ability, um, has enabled me to, you know, grow Sellerplex and, and, and now working on Centurica. Like it's, I think it's a good fit for my, for my skill set, And, and also, and back to what we were, you know, talking about earlier in the beginning, but just like all the, you know, like I'm, I'm only able to, you know, do yoga and go on bike rides and, you know, have this balance is all because I have amazing team and support behind me in, in the businesses. And like, yeah. And that's, you know, something I'm really, uh, you know, really passionate about. I mean, I think it's, you know, again, all of us, it's like balance is important and, and, um, yeah, business and entrepreneurship is, is great and, and important, but yeah, so is health and, and wellness and balance and, you know, all these things. And like the, 
the reason that I'm able to have, you know, balance or any of us are able to have balance is by, you know, having the right team and support, you know, behind them. And so, so yeah, that's like a big, like a big motivator, you know, for me and, and yeah. And again, I think it's like all of our best opportunity to do what we do best, but then have the right support behind us because obviously other things need to get done in, in business and, and, uh, and, and yeah. I'm a huge like huge proponent of that. Like teams are extremely important. Um, I too am really good with, you know, team building and people and, 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 and that. However, a lot of people, especially someone starting off, doesn't have a, you know, doesn't have a six person team. Uh, they might, they, they may be the only one that's doing it. What I hate to use the word hacks, but I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. But like, what, what hacks do you think uh, they could deploy within themselves or, or, or in the business to get there quicker? Yeah. I mean, I, I love that question. This is one that I've I, yeah thought a lot about. I actually like, you know, I put together like a program. This was some years ago. Like I, I, I haven't ever really been good at selling info products, but I like making them. <laughs> and so, so, you know, so like I made, you know, some court, like about, you know, similar stuff, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's a few things. Um, you know, one is like, there are a lot of ways to do it much more inexpensively than people are probably thinking. And so, you know, when I said I had a team of six, like, I don't know what you or anyone's imagining in terms of what type of, you know, expense that is, but, you know, most of the team was in the Philippines and, you know, so maybe that, you know, the total was 5,000 a month or 6,000 a month or something. And, you know, you can get amazing people in the, you know, all over the world for like very reasonable prices. And so, so that's one thing. I think a lot of people like they kind of benchmark on like us, uh, you know, us prices, which is a lot higher than, you know, pretty much everywhere else in the world or most places in the world. And that's not sacrificing quality. I mean, you can get, there's really smart and, you know, motivated people all over. So, so that's one thing. And, And there's ways that like, you know, you can start, part, you know, hourly, they don't have to be salaried. You can get great hourly people to, um, you know, manage your, you know, a a budget. Uh, and so, so that's part of it is like, it's, you can really piece together, um, getting things off your plate, probably a lot less expensive than some people might be thinking. And, and also, and so, so there's kind of like that kind of practical part of it's, it's actually a lot less expensive than, yeah, people might be thinking, but, but then also the other is really, it's like, you need to be in the mindset of delegating. And like, it's kind of like kind of looking back on my journey. It's interesting because everyone's journey is obviously unique. And, and like the way that mine kind of went from the beginning, I just had like a, a bias towards um, like delegating and, 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 you know, and I'll say outsourcing, but just like, you know, delegating and kind of building team to, you know, handle things. And, and so, so yeah. And, you know, like that's also a skill and being comfortable, you know, delegating um, and, yeah, a lot of people, a lot of entrepreneurs are definitely, um, they, you know, that they, they have trouble like letting go of some control. And, you know, if you're going to like, in order to remove yourself from, you know, the business, like th- you need to be comfortable with a degree of like, you're not a hundred percent control micromanaging everything. And like, again, not to, not to, um, you know, never like sacrificing quality or, you know, the level of work, you know, the output, 
but yeah, but like you need to be able to let go. And like, that's also like, that is something that I know a lot of entrepreneurs really struggle with. And so like, you know, there's like the practical side of like, look, okay, you can actually do this for a lot, you know, less expensive than you're probably thinking. But then there's like the, the, the mindset part of like, all right, like you also have to be comfortable letting go. And so, you know, because of my journey, I don't know, I sort of had this bias towards, you know, letting go, um, and yeah, became comfortable, you know, letting the team do its thing. And, and, um, yeah, you know, a sellerplex. I mean, it's an amazing, like I, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I love my team there. I've got amazing people there. I'm, I'm very much removed from that business. I have a great general manager that, you know, uh, I mean, there's a, there's a big team that really, you know, that really runs it. And like, it never would have gotten that way if I, you know, insisted on overseeing every little piece. And, um, and then on the Centurica side, you know, I was mentioning before we started recording, but like, getting the right people in place for that team was like probably, I mean, the biggest operational challenge of my career, the deliverables are super hard. Um, and, and yeah, that was a big, a big challenge, but, but yeah, like, you know, it's, it's made a ton of progress in the last six months and have some really great people in there now that like allow me to be able to, you know, uh, get removed from a lot of the just, you know, day-to-day things. And, and again, it's not, like you need to have the right people in place in order to do that. But, but yeah, that's like, I don't know, my, you know, my thing of getting the right people in place so I can, uh, you know, focus on vision and being the CEO and all that stuff. Speaking of Centurica, um, you, you did something that I felt like I was reading a book Mm. that was being released in uh, installments by chapter. (laughs) Like, uh, I refer to it as working in public almost or documenting mm-hmm. in public. Um, I, I'm launching a new private label brand called Fish Doc. So it's going to be, you know, water treatment products in the reef aquarium space is my next, my next brand. And I'm determined that this time it's not going to be, you know, I sell private labels, but don't ask me what my brand is or specific. You know, this is mm-hmm. a weird thing that happens in Amazon. Uh, I have no business partners, so that's totally up to me. Um, so I'm going to launch this brand. I was following closely how you were documenting or working in public with, uh, I call it the acquisition or the starting of Centurica. Can you, can you unpack like why you chose a little, you know, what, what is Centurica and and why did you choose to do it that way? Like, why didn't you just like work in the dark and then change your LinkedIn bio? Sure. Uh, well, again, appreciate, uh, glad that you enjoyed, you know, kind of following along. And, um, so, so yeah, so first, so Centurica is a company that, um, performs due diligence for, uh, currently focused mostly on online acquisitions. So, you know, you're buying a new business, you'd hire us to, you know, rebuild and verify the financials, you know, plug into the operations, you know, look into some marketing and growth stuff. So that's what the business does. It's, you know, we're hired by, uh, business buyers to, you know, perform due diligence, vet the business. And, um, and, and yeah, you know, throughout the process. So, so, so that's what the business does. So I acquired it now. Uh, I mean, we, the kind of first contact was actually about a year ago and now, um, I've been running it. I, I, you know, closed about six months ago and, and yeah, I mean, to, to, to your, your point or question about like, you know, why, uh, you know, sharing, I mean, so it's a few things. So, so I know that like one, honestly, like, like I, I get a ton of just fulfillment. Like I love, I love like 
learning something new that's useful and then sharing. And so this is like kind of back to personality type and psychology stuff. I'm, uh, I know there's, you know, different people have different opinions, but, but I really like the Myers-Briggs personality assessment. Um, I don't know how familiar you are with that one, but um, you know, one of the, uh, there's kind of like your personality type, I'm ENFP, INTJ, ESTJ, whatever. And then there's, they, they call it your, your like, um, your, your primary function, you have your personality stack. And so it's like, we all have not like, like modes or activities that, you know, we have our, our first preference, second, third, fourth, you know, from order of most inclined to, you know, to least. And, and yeah, my, 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 my top one in this, you know, in this, uh, personality, uh, you know, test or, or, you know, type is, um, extroverting intuition. And so that's like talking about ideas, sharing ideas, you know, extroverting, you know, outwardly intuition, you know, thoughts, ideas. So like stuff like this is, you know, I, I love, it's like energizing to me. I can feel myself like, you know, get, you know, energized, just having these, these kinds of conversations. And so this was something that I, you know, so one, it's something that I kind of learned about myself and, and intentionally it's like, okay, well, like, this is how I like to operate in the world. So, you know, how, how in my, you know, career do I make that like part of my thing? And so a lot of that is, is sharing. And so that, you know, led to me doing, you know, leaning into more, you know, content creation, writing, podcasting, sharing, like, so, so I think a lot of it is just kind of like aligned with, you know, what I enjoy doing, like, um, you know, with my personality type. Uh, so, so that's part of it. And, and then another part of it is, you know, like, uh, objectively it's useful. <laughs> and so like, I've, I've gotten, you know, I, I've gotten a lot of good feedback. It's helped me build a lot of great relationships. I mean, you know, we can look at, you know, you and, you know, our relationship that, you know, we met in person, connected online and, uh, you know, through whatever my, you know, sharing and just kind of, you know, sharing the things that I'm just kind of going through and that I think are useful. Like, um, you know, that's like built more of a relationship, you know, for us. And, and that's, you know, that like, it's it, it happened a lot or does happens a lot that people, you know, you can like sharing your journey and content really is an amazing way to build, build relationships, build trust, um, you know, build credibility. And, you know, ultimately like it's all a people game, you know, people, uh, you know, in business, like the best opportunities, you know, you, you want to work with people that, you know, like, and trust. And, and so, yeah, like content has been, you know, for years, like an amazing way to, you know, build trust and credibility, um, you know, online or, or, um, you know, in a more than just like a one-to-one kind of manner. And so, so yeah, you know, as I was going through that experience, um, well, okay. Then I'd say a third thing. It's also, it's like therapeutic. I mean, it helps me kind of clarify my thoughts and experience, you know, as I'm, yeah, like I'm very introspective, which has come up probably a few times, but do you journal, do you do like business journaling or well, you know, I got my, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I do. I've, I've played with a number of different kind of journaling practices. Um, but yeah, like it's really helpful to just kind of, you know, clarify my thinking. And so it's a combination of all these things that like, it helps me clarify my thinking and just kind of like, you know, what is going on and what am I going through? Uh, I, I enjoy it and other people seem to enjoy it. So like, <laughs> you know, so yeah, uh, that, that, that's why I did that or, or have been doing that. 
You're amazing, man. Truly inspiring. Uh, well, hey, uh, thank you. You can do it too. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I got the, the high performance planner. I don't know if you've heard of it. Uh, the journal. Um, um, familiar maybe or familiar with a few. I'm fine. I like it a lot, but I'm finding it restrictive. Like, cause mm. there's these boxes and you need to fill in about each yeah. one. On one hand, it helps to get clarity. And on the other hand, it's just like, I want to just rant a page yeah. and a half worth of. Yeah. That, that's probably been the most, I don't know if you're familiar with the exercise, just like morning pages. Um, this, this woman wrote this book, uh, the artist's way that she talks about this activity. I mean, what technically is like, she says, write three pages by hand every day, which like, while I see benefit, like that's a lot. And that could take you a while. Um, you know, honestly, what, what I do is I just kind of do my own version of that. And usually in the mornings, I just kind of like write through whatever's on my mind. And, you know, if I'm working through something, if it's like, you know, sometimes it's just writing out my day like oh, okay so i have this and then i'm doing this and then i got to work on this and oh i have to follow up with duh, 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 duh. You, you know if i'm yeah like processing something i just kind of it's like oh like how am i feeling oh like i'm feeling this and oh like i'm feeling that because this and oh this is really like you know kind of getting to the bottom of yeah just kind of like what i'm experiencing but just like but yeah really really um i i get a lot of value in it which is why i keep doing it and yeah, it's simple, you know, it can, doesn't need to take too much time and just kind of scribbling a little bit in the morning. Um, yeah, I just, I just bought the audio book. So, so we'll see. Great. Yeah. I have a feeling if I... Yeah, it's good. I mean, yeah. Uh, have a lot of other recs as well. If you like, in terms of it's like, um, you know, positive content in terms just kind of like, like writing, creating, I mean, that's like, yeah, something that I, yeah. One of the kind of areas I've, I've gone pretty deep in. And so, uh, but yeah, that, that, that's a great book. Sweet. Sellerplex, Centurica plus we covered a lot of, you know, cool hacks and inspirational stuff. Uh, today I want to be respectful of your time though. What's a single best way for somebody listening to this to get a hold of you? I think, uh, you know, any of the social media, um, I'm at Nate Ginsburg on Instagram, uh, Nate Ginsburg on, on Facebook. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to be more active on LinkedIn. Uh, but, but yeah, I mean, any of that stuff and, you know, like you, like you mentioned, it's a lot of like a mix of business health, wellness sort of shares. And if any of that is interesting to anyone, uh, would love to, would love to connect. Before letting you go favorite book and why I'm dying to hear this. Yeah. I mean, so, uh, the one that, the one that comes to mind, uh, I mean, there's yeah, many really hard to, to pick one, but there's, there's this Seth Godin book called the practice that, um, I actually think, uh, you would really enjoy. It's, it's a little bit similar to the, the artist's way, uh, or kind of similar. Yeah. Uh, category, but it's great. It's really, it's about like the, the, the subtitle. It's like, it's like shipping creative work and it's really, yeah, uh, empowering and motivating, you know, to be a creator and just a lot of the the stuff that I shared earlier, actually around like our best opportunity is to double down on our strengths to, you know, solve problems for other people and create value. That's like a lot of it's from, from that book, the practice, which, which actually is written. Um, it, it pulls a lot of foundations from this other book, which I also was hugely impactful for me, uh, called the, the Bhagavad Gita, which is like, you know, it, it predates the Bible. This was like, you know, ancient, uh, you know, South Asia, you know, text it's, I mean, that's another, I mean, really, really impactful book. You, uh, you got to get the right translation. There's a million translations and you know, it, 
yeah, uh, there's some that are more accessible than others. The one that I like is this one, the, the author is Jack Howley. Anyway, I'll send you links to it, but, but yeah, but this book was like, you know, it predates the Bible and has some like incredible, you know, relevant, applicable lessons, you know, for, to live a good life today. And while it, you know, while it's still very, very relevant, it also is, you know, it was written like thousands of years ago. And so the, the Seth Godin book, it builds on a lot of principles, you know, from the, this other book, the Bhagavad Gita, but it's more, you know, like modern, you know, uh, modern adaptation of it. I mean, as well as other things, but yeah, uh, the Seth Godin book, the practice, and then, and then, yeah, if you want to kind of get a little bit, um, I don't know, more source material. Yeah. The Bhagavad Gita, specifically the translation by this guy, Jack Howley. Um, and th those are, those are two, two good ones. That works, man. This was a great one. Uh, this is uh, these types of episodes are why I uh, that was my motivation to start doing podcasting. So a uh, huge thank you for your time. I, I look forward to having you on again. Uh, there's a lot of topics you can cover. I, I really want to get your insights in our other episodes about like kind of like the state of mergers and acquisitions now. Um, yeah, well, Adam, so, let's let's uh, hang in person. Come to come to Mexico. We'll uh, yeah meet up in Florida. One of these things. I love Austin. <laughs> I love it. Send me that information. I will do. Thanks for having me. Absolutely.